wish that you weren't there. Just close your eyes and face me, and you can be anywhere. I like I'm Cody, and today on the pod, we've got some special Whoopee Week bonus content as I dive into the 1990, hold on a second here now, the 19, not 1985, an episode of the 1985 show Muppet Babies, season 7, episode 7, a punchline to the tummy. We will be doing a watch-along to this episode, which is currently on YouTube. All you have to do is type into YouTube a punchline to the tummy, and it is the first view, or the first video to come up. Why am I talking Muppet Babies? And why am I talking Muppet Babies solo? Well, I, I have a deep affinity for the Muppets, and as a child of the 90s, I'm a big fan of the Muppet Babies hilarious and classic thing to do with the property, which I feel like was pioneered by the Muppets, but just to do the baby version of that thing. I mean, I don't know of any other examples that they've done it with, but there's so many properties that are rife. Seinfeld babies, Friends babies, Breaking Bad babies, uh, Survivor babies. Give me a fucking animated Survivor Babies TV show that features baby versions of all of our favorite cast members. Baby Parvati, baby uh, Rick Hines, baby uh, Rudy, you know, all the greats. So it is because of my love of Whoopi and my love of Muppets that when I discovered that Whoopi is featured on an episode of The Muppet Babies, I had to do a watch along. But I discovered that Whoopi has a deep history with The Muppets. She has been on 15 separate episodes of Sesame Street, nine episodes of various iterations of The Muppet Show, and six other Muppet-related properties, including Muppet Babies. I also found a 2011 Newsweek article written by Whoopi Goldberg herself espounding her love for the Muppets entitled Whoopi Goldberg on Loving Kermit and Miss Piggy. Now, I do suggest you read this because it's interesting and Whoopi talks about lots of different Muppet experiences in her life. But she ends the article saying that for her, she knew she had made it in her career when she was in Mad Magazine and got to play with the Muppets. Quote, those are the two things that really mattered. Yes, it's brilliant to have an Oscar, but if you get to play with the Muppets as much as I have, that's an amazing thing. Kind of just talking about, you know, 
other better singers and actors than you are if you're performing with them and that they're undeniable so just with that little bit of uh context up top why don't we pull up muppet babies season seven episode seven a punchline to the tummy on youtube get it pulled up to the zero minute and zero second mark should be an image of baby kermit the frog indiana jones style swinging in front of a giant boulder I'll give you the classic Survivor Cast International Countdown. Outwit, outlast, outplay. When I say play, you hit play, and we'll jump into the episode. All right, get it all pulled up. Here we go for the countdown. All right, here we go. Outwit, outlast, outplay. And here we are. At the intro, we're seeing our cast of characters here, baby versions of each of them. Lots of, uh, like, the Muppets superimposed over green screen, like live action, Star Wars and Indiana Jones specifically, both of which are Lucasfilm properties. So it's interesting. I wonder if Henson had the inside scoop. Okay, a punchline to the tummy. Here we go. Written by Jeffrey Scott. Take us back to some sweet 1985 children's programming. Okay, we've got the Star Trek Enterprise floating around. It's live action. The nerdy Muppet, whose name escapes me, Braino. He's interacting with the Enterprise. They seem to be, is it TV-based? It seems to be flipping channels, and Braino's now running in a race. Now, Rolf... The dog is interacting with some musicians. Now he's in the Old West. They're like swip changing channels, and the Muppets are superimposed over the live-action channel. And different Muppets are coming in doing different shit. Gonzo is now being stampeded. Why is baby Gonzo so, like, thick? He's got a big ass. Also, baby Gonzo's voice is way too, like baby from dinosaur it's too gruff it doesn't really sound like gonzo and i don't like that baby animal is always in a bonnet all right baby miss piggy taking over classic baby miss piggy thing to do let's see they're fighting over who gets the remote Okay, now Fonzie sees a clown on TV. It's Fuddy Frenny, the funniest clown in the world. And he's he's loving it. He's got... Interesting that Fozzie has a little propeller hat. They're really doing everything they can to telegraph that these are baby versions of the Muppets. I have to say that I remember them interacting with pop culture, but I do not remember them, like, traveling through various television shows. That's, uh, do not recall that. Okay. So, there's this pervert clown on the TV. Fozzie wants to hear his secrets. And there's like a partially naked woman bathing. The show's wild. It's very manic so far. Maybe just this one episode is celebrity-based or TV-based. 
I'm feeling across the board that the Muppet voices are a failure. None of them are really giving me this is the baby version of that classic Muppet as far as the vocal performance. Now we've got the mom figure coming in. They referred to her as mom in the intro, but now they're calling her nanny. Only see her from the legs up, which is kind of problematic when we trace that trope of a lady entering a children's cartoon and we only see her from like the legs up. Usually it's like an African-American maid, I think, back in the day. All right, we got a Fonzie Waka Waka Waka. Gonzo appears to be cleaning his imagination. He's huffing some type of Windex, just spraying it onto that big old honking nose of his. Cleaning out my imagination, Fonzie. Huffing cleaning chemicals. Who is the most disgusting Muppet baby? I don't like Fozzie Bears as like yellow onesie with kerchief and spinny propeller hat. Too much. And Elmo just inexplicably now has a duck on his overalls because he's a baby. Does Elmo always wear? He's not Elmo. Gonzo. Hmm. Gonzo and Elmo. Related? Just both uh, ambiguous fuzzy somethings. All right, so what's going on here? It looks like Fozzie wants to be funny. So now Gonzo is pretending to be his agent. Shit, okay, here's John Ritter with a hilarious 80s mustache. Live action John Ritter calling in to Gonzo. Gonzo is apparently John Ritter's representation in Hollywood. He's sending him some type of script, probably for that one show, right? Dating My Teenage Daughter or whatever the fuck he was on. What is John Ritter famous for? Is he Ducky? Is that John Ritter? All right, Elmo torpedoed him with... I think this is going to be our Whoopi appearance right here. Fuck, there she is. There's Whoopi. Fresh-faced 1985 Whoopi. Calling Gonzo to see if she got the role. She got the roll and the pastrami. So I guess the joke being like, it's a sandwich, not a part. And then she ends saying, I don't care what anyone says, Gonzo, you make the best sandwiches in town. Which I'm worried that that might be the whoopee of this episode. That it's just that brief 10 second cameo. I suspect that neither Ritter or Whoopi are coming back. Okay. Fonzie telling Gonzo a joke. Why the rhinoceros cross the road? Gonzo laughs before the punchline is delivered, meaning that I probably can't relay the punchline, unfortunately. Too dirty. Too dirty of a joke for Fonzie to finish on children's television. Okay. It's really, I'm going to run out of steam here pretty fucking quickly, learning that Whoopi's only in like 10 seconds of this episode. So we got Fonzie is signing contracts for Gonzo without reading them, probably selling away all of his royalties and like his firstborn child. We're flashing back to reality where we just see that Gonzo is actually just wrapping Fonzie in toilet paper. That's the, the real world baby equivalent to signing legal documents. Okay. 
they've taken a plunger and stuck a game controller on top of it, and now that's Fozzie's microphone stand. And now we're at the fucking improv theater with none other than Dave Coulet. Dave Coulet introducing Fozzie Bear. Oh, I'm sorry, Coulier. Okay, Dave Coulier, hack extraordinaire. This must be a 90s episode because he immediately does his fucking uncle whoever from Full House. He does like his bull character and says, cut it out. I mean, do you have no fucking original bits that aren't from your shitty sitcom, Dave Coulier? Now, it's funny that in 2021, as it was in the late 80s or early 90s, Dave Coulier would still be opening for baby Fozzie Bear. Not even adult Fozzie Bear. But I should mention that we are at the Improv Comedy Center, which is uh, pretty wild that Baby Muppets was able to nab such a location and such a big guest. Not that Dave Coulier is a huge guest, but I mean, like, he's probably pretty hot early 90s around this time frame, right? He's also strangely drinking, just straight up drinking from a carton of milk in the audience, which I guess because children's show, but he's got to be doing what adults do in nightclubs, which is drink. Okay. Fozzie, like, interacting with a dinosaur on accident somehow. This whole, this whole bit is very confusing. Brainy is like uh kicking Fozzie off the stage he really needs one of those harlem nightclub i can't think of the, the apollo he needs like one of those apollo theater big big hooks to get Fozzie off the stage with all right let's see they recorded Fozzie's set and it seems like they clandestinely accidentally recorded scooter and animal calling him a pest so Fozzie's at the height of demoralization now he's gonna pull a Chris Farley and go OD do a bunch of coke and eat a bunch of I don't know sandwiches I like how Gonzo's in like a double breasted suit as uh, his management he looks like a real like Jewish Hollywood star talent type guy I mean, it's maybe it's fucked up to say taking his nose into consideration, but that's not why I said it. Truly, it's just like his like crazy gruff like, "Hey, kid, you gonna make it?" type thing. Gonzo's now implying that he represented Charlie Chaplin, the Three Stooges, and the Ninja Turtles. Maybe he pointed at a picture of three live-action turtles, and I didn't quite get that joke. What about Gonzo's like? insanely jaundiced yellow eyes clearly he came out of whatever abomination he was born from a couple of weeks too early okay so Fozzie's being sent to the university of comedy and laughable antics the question is okay we're at the 10 minute and 25 mark is this going to be two episodes of muppet babies 15 minutes each or is it possible that they're insane and do a full half hour episodes Okay, they are at Comedy University. They've met the Three Stooges. I'm realizing that the show is supremely lazy and that there aren't the animated cartoon versions of the Three Stooges, but 
he just interacts with a clip from a Three Stooges episode. Sometimes they superimpose it over it, but sometimes it's literally just a lifted clip from something else. Okay. He's reading a book. A pie got flung at him. And now, again, we're cutting between a pre-recorded old Three Stooges bit and they're animating Fozzie to like, he throws a pie, and then we cut to the Three Stooges, the Three Stooges throws a pie off screen, and it like hits Miss Piggy. Again, very lazy. You're essentially just like stealing Three Stooges bits and then animating around them and calling that a children's show episode? I don't know. I guess you could say it's commendable to introduce kids to the Three Stooges, but... Strange. So far, this fucking episode has had three Stooges references, Charlie Chaplin references, John Ritter and Whoopi Goldberg and Dave Coulet have showed up. Truly insane. Never would have guessed it. I was surprised enough to have Whoopi, but fuck. Okay. Gonzo getting Fozzie ready for his next gig. Looks like he's going to maybe open for Rolf. Rolf, who wears only a bib and a diaper. Like, that was kind of gross to see some of the other Muppet babies and their baby clothes. Like, Rolf is just straight up naked, except for what he shits into and what he spits up on. But, Piano Genius comic? Question mark? They also, Gonzo's referring to Fozzie as Baby Fozzie. You know, as you do. I was Baby Cody at one point. Now, here we go. Baby Survivor Cast International with baby versions of uh, me and co-host Jackie. Classic. All right, Fozzie. His jokes are bombing. Okay, what's going on with Fozzie's mouth? When he talks, instead of like having one big tooth visible to indicate that he's a baby, they just have like a lump of pink flesh. To indicate his gum where that tooth will eventually come from, I guess. I guess it's maybe that's supposed to be his tongue. Poorly animated. Alright, he's telling an elephant joke. Why do elephants have good memories? Because it's embarrassing when they forget to put on their trunks. Now he's being ran out. I guess the whole thing is that Fozzie has bad jokes. That That's his whole bit, right? May uh Miss Piggy's also bizarre looking. Kermit looks the best in his little sailor outfit. But Miss Piggy, they're trying to do something with like her cheeks and her mouth and head shape to make her still kind of like sexualized. It goes beyond she's just like a little girl. Her face is just very odd looking sometimes. Now it's real baby looking, but it like has like this like I don't know sexuality to it that Miss Piggy has sometimes. Maybe I'm just revealing myself here. I'm not attracted to baby Miss Piggy, to be clear. I feel like she's drawn by a horny animator. I'm fucking get canceled by covering the Muppet babies. God, I could use more Whoopi in this episode. Also, when I decided to cover this episode, I definitely thought that it was fucking animated Whoopi Goldberg doing a voiceover and not fucking Whoopi Goldberg showing up alongside John Ritter for 10 seconds. But, you know, as Whoopi Week is, you take what you can. 
And I do think that this episode must be firmly planted in the 90s, making it on theme for Whoopi Week 2022. The appearance of Dave Coulier and him doing, what, fucking Home Alone? Not Home Alone, Full House Bits, must make it 1989 at the earliest. R.I.P. Bob Saget. Oh, okay. So, if you're watching along, you saw that they briefly cut to a commercial and then cut back, and we're at timestamp 15 minutes now. Meaning that I think they're fucking just going for one episode, filling the whole block of Muppet Babies, not with two 10 to 15 minute episodes, but one epic featuring Fozzie's quest to become a comedian. Comedian. Should I be impressed that the three comedians they have on this episode are Whoopi, Dave Coulier, and fucking John Ritter? No Rodney Dangerfield? No Jerry Seinfeld? Where are our stars of the 90s and 80s? Couldn't even get Jim Henson up there or fucking, uh, I don't know. I don't know any other tangentially related Muppet comedians. All right, so now Gonzo is clandestinely recording voice clips of people to try to boost Fozzie's ego, but all the voice clips are just further breaking Fozzie down. Oh. Everyone just saying how fucking terrible and hacky his comedy is, that he makes them want to kill themselves and or scream, respectively. Real sad stuff. Okay, now we've got Fozzie wandering giant heaps of letters as he sings a sad song. Again, a great opportunity to get some more whoopee action in here. Okay, so it seems like the lesson of this episode is going to be that words can hurt that all the people talking shit about Fozzie's hacky comedy behind his back are in the wrong. When I really expected it to be a lesson, like I wanted John Ritter, Whoopi, and Dave Coulier to come back and just fucking rag on Fozzie. You, know, you can't be a hack, dude. All these bits you fucking stole from the Three Stooges, all these shitty knock-knock jokes that you read in your baby book. Go write some of your own material, Fozzie. But I guess it's a lesson about how comedians can't say anything. Hmm. No, 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 no. Okay, here's the lesson. Comedians can say anything, and they don't have to be funny, but you're not allowed to criticize them. Yes. So this is really a comics episode. Written by the most navel-gazy, up-their-own-ass comics of all time. The type who are like, oh, it's our job to hold a torch up to society, and... We're truth tellers and so on and so forth. You know, the least funny of all comics. R.I.P. Gilbert Gottfried. You got to do all the R.I.P. dead comics on this episode, I guess. First Saget, then Gottfried. Who will be the third past their prime related to kids comedy of course, Gottfried doing the voice of the parrot from Aladdin, Bob Saget being the dad on Full House. What other comedian who is directly tied to children's media 
has their most presence in the 90s and is behind, not behind the scenes, but in their comedic persona, very dirty or offensive. Which of that type of comedian will die next? We need a third. We got Gottfried and we got Saget. Could it be Fozzie Bear? Fozzie Bear associated with the Muppets, heyday in the 90s about, you know, famously loves to tell dick and ball jokes. I don't know. Like, Gottfried loves to tell offensive jokes, like he got canceled from Affleck for his Japanese hurricane jokes. Saget, famously a very blue, ribald comedian. What would Fozzie Bear's bit be? Be like, jokes about, like, scat play all the time? Jokes about how he likes to be, like, pissed on the face or something? I'm getting so disgusting just out of boredom, guys. Okay. Fozzie's now doing crowd work. He's turned into an Anthony Jesselnick shock comedian. Wait, is there a male and female Brainiac character? The female Brainiac's fucking vile looking. Uh-oh. The crowd is turning on Fozzie, but he's anxious at the fact that they're laughing or responding at all to his material. Why is Kermit the Frog a terrible singer, Fozzie says. Because he's got a throat in his frog? It's not really a joke. It's like tepid wordplay. Weird that the lessons seem to be that words hurt and to be careful with your words and now it's I mean we have minutes left we've got like three minutes for this episode to resolve itself and Fozzie's currently just fucking roasting all of his baby counterparts baby animal looks terrifying when he laughs what's what weighs 300 pounds and loves to be spit roasted Miss Piggy that was his latest roast all right, now Nanny's coming in. The Nanny who's wearing a purple cardigan, a pink dress, pink shoes, and then striped green leggings? What the fuck? She sounds like an old lady from her voice. Okay. Fozzie is breaking the situation down for Nanny. Recording my jokes to get funnier. Gonzo recorded everyone reacting to me. Found out they all suck. Now Gonzo's playing everyone's hatred for Fozzie for the nanny. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Turns out everyone was hating on Gonzo when Fozzie thought that they were hating on him. Everyone was annoyed with Gonzo for going around recording him. Which, I mean... Is the resolution going to be, oh, Fozzie, don't feel bad. Everyone was talking shit about Gonzo, not you, so it's all good. Hmm, I guess, okay, they're resolving it. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. We all said mean shit, we're even. Long live Whoopi forever. Fozzie is weeping in joy at the fact that the whole ordeal is behind him. Now, Gonzo is listening to Miss Piggy say that little blue-beaked baboon drives me crazy. And he's got, like, a real big grin on it 
episode ends with Gonzo waving his finger, saying naughty, naughty, after getting off on Miss Piggy insulting him. Now we're back at the improv. Oh, and Baby Animal dropped a giant pie on Gonzo. Womp womp. I guess Gonzo's like the villain of the show. He's always getting his comeuppance. And there we are. Created by television by Jim Henson, Jeffrey Scott, Hank Saroyan, voice cast. And that's it, babies. That is the Whoopi Goldberg episode of Muppet Babies. Let's do a quick comment corner since we're on YouTube. We'll be the 33rd person to like this episode. All right, Michael Powell, 10 months ago. The great John Ritter demonstrates physical comedy on Muppet Babies by falling over himself in reaction to Gonzo Cannon firing his screenplay all over Hollywood. Triple exclamation mark. Okay. That's a little much. Darth Star Killer 1912. At the 708 mark, cut it out. Dod, God, Dave Coulier is awesome. Loved him as Joey in Full House. Plus the fact that Whoopi was on this episode. Way cool. You should have led with those Whoopi comments, but, you know, that's okay. Let's see here. <laughs> Someone time-stamped zero minutes and 26 seconds. And now another fun adventure with the Muppet Babies. Is there, like, some weird, bizarre Muppet Babies fandom on YouTube I've uh, stumbled upon? We'll end with Get Price one year ago. Man, Miss Piggy was sure nasty towards Fozzie, Bear, in this episode. And to make matters worse, all the others went along with Miss Piggy's nasty personality, which is downright pathetic. Um, okay, that's kind of the whole thing of Miss Piggy. I think you fundamentally misunderstand the character, Roger Price. But I've got to see these replies. See, Kitty Gallet says Piggy is downright mean towards Fozzie. Like, give him an F in Fozzie's last laugh and making him believe that he would have seven years of bad luck in Bad Luck Bear. Sure, Fozzie's jokes and whatnot might not be the funniest, but when the little baby bear is sad, my heart breaks for him. Who are these people taking the events of Muppet Babies way too seriously and writing about it in the comments of YouTube way too eloquently to be children? Anthony Ryan responds, Yeah, she's mean to him and Gonzo. In fact, the only one that's ever really nice to him, that she's ever really nice to, is Kermit. Oh, I'm starting to think Miss Piggy has some type of feelings for Kermit, but in general might have a bit of a abrasive personality. All right. Det Mister says Piggy is also savage towards Gonzo. She's bossy, always wants things her way, and whenever someone is expressing themselves, she squashes down on it, which is why I couldn't stand her. And then Roger Price comes back to say, only two months ago, I couldn't stand her either. I don't know why Kermit loved her. Guys, these are Muppets. They're not real. Their personalities are designed to play off one another for humor. Man, Miss Piggy sure is mean all the time. I don't know why Kermit ever fell for her. These are felt animal puppets, people. Well, was it worth it? I don't know, but now we'll never forget the time that we all sat together and watched uh, Whoopi on Baby Muppets. 
So follow us at INT SurvivorCast. Catch the rest of our Whoopee Week 2022 coverage. Thanks for being here, and see you next time, babies. Party people! Whoop, there it is. Whoopie, there it is. Whoopie, there it is. Whoopie, there it is. Hi, honey. I missed you. I missed you, too. I was recording an episode. Oh, what were you recording? I did a bonus Whoopee Week episode on her episode of Muppet Babies. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I love you. I didn't think you and would like, mind. Is Cody mad at me? No. Is with how late I'm coming home? Does he not want to talk to me? No, just recording a Muppet Babies episode. Do you ever watch Muppet Babies? Nope. Do you I'm like... not a Muppet person ever. No. Never a Muppet person. I've no all... type of Muppets. I've always... Whoopi's been on fucking like 15 episodes of Sesame Street and like 14 different Muppet related things besides Muppet Babies. That's insane. She was on the episode for five seconds. Any guesses what oh, Whoopi's doing so in Muppet Land? I miss you too. Huh? Any guesses what she was doing in Muppet Land? Scolding someone? No. She played oh, herself. She, she Gonzo was her agent, and she played herself. Ah. Hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. Also featured Uncle Joey from Full House. Cut it out. Really? Yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah, it was all right. Oh, baby love. Oh, honey. Karen and I were productive. Yeah. We are like pretty much like designed my business card. I just need to make myself an email and send her what my email address is. That's cool. And then uh, wrote down what exactly I need her to have ready within the next week. Um, for the soft open of Juice's thing, which Juice didn't, wasn't able to, she had like an emergency with her foster kiddo, so she's going to call me tomorrow. Okay. But we talked about like, these are the things that I'll need for the soft open of that. We found the types of labels that I'll print stuff on on Amazon and wrote up like what other pop-ups I have coming up this summer so far and like the dates of them so that you know like what all like to touch base before each of those events. That's cool. Yeah. How about that Survivor UK news? Right? That's pretty crazy. 
crazy. Is Survivor is Revive Survivor UK just going insane? Both UK Peters. I mean, I think Survivor UK guy was like, I'm both very excited and dreading this because I think he's worried that they'll fuck it up in some way. I'm sure it's a little bittersweet too. That like, I think he reaches out to Ban and Jay all the time and the BBC, and I don't think he's ever really heard back from them. And then it's like, oh, they're in like the final stages of bringing the show back. So I think that might kind of bum him out, but probably ultimately not. Yeah. Well, it, now we're for sure going to cover Survivor UK. I honestly think we need to get it done as soon as possible with that news. I know. We should. We should release a couple episodes of it this weekend as like a celebration of the news. That would be awesome to do like two this weekend. So we should get four, we should get Australia wrapped up before for the weekend. As much Australia as we can do tonight would be good. Cool. How far are you from home? I am nearly to Woodbury. Cool. Uh, I, do... I did stop at Gift Butane so we don't have to double back and I don't have to stop again. Cool. I have to call my mom at some point. She wants to set up Paramount Plus as a birthday gift and then I was going to ask her about payments. Yeah, if we could talk to her about that. If she could even just, like, Venmo me instead of sending a check or whatever, that would be the easiest. Yeah, I'll mention so that. she use Venmo or whatever she has before, right? I think so. I think she uses PayPal more often, but she's big on okay. using checks. Um, but I'm sure I could get her just to Venmo you. I mean, that's okay either way, but... But I should call her uh, and get that set so I can be off the phone when you get here. Okay, um, do you want anything from the outside world? Not that I can think of. Did you have spaghetti for dinner? I ate that muffin and then regretted eating a muffin, so I didn't okay. eat dinner. Are you going to need some dinner later this evening with your wife? I mean, if you're hungry, we could rustle something up together. I'm super fucking hungry. We, like, split a quesadilla when we realized the time. I was like, yeah, I should really try to leave by 7.30 so I'm not driving home in the dark. She's like, oh, yeah, totally. I'm like, Is it not dark yet? I mean, it's like I should have left 20 minutes before I did. Sure. It's like gloomy, but not like fully dark out yet. Oh, baby, I love you. I love you. I'm excited for you to get home. I am very excited to get home. I really miss you. I really miss you, too. It was fun hanging out with Karen. I'm glad I mean, you like, usually it feels like we didn't get hardly enough time. This time it's like, okay, we had, like, a full chunk of time to hang out. I'm so glad. We, like, yeah. We used her air fryer to cook up some cauliflower, and then they had some, like, bananas that were going, uh, that were, like, too far to eat as bananas. So I, like, showed her the, oh, yeah, just add, like, a bunch of oats and some vanilla, and then top it with chocolate chips and frozen berries, and... So we made two pans of those, and then between me, Jasper, and Karen, ate one full pan of them. Nice. So there's only one pan left. Um, Before I say goodbye and call my mom, I have to ask you one question. Yes, sir. What do you have to say to the listeners? Because you've been on the pod this whole time. Oh, fuck. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we didn't say anything bad. I want to get your thoughts on Whoopi, and I'll drop this in at the end of the episode. Or on oh, Muppet Babies. Well, I didn't give you like any thoughts on Whoopi. I kind of pushed it off because well, I Well, you gave my thoughts on, on Muppet Babies. Regard. You gave me your thoughts on Muppets. Okay, cool. Do you have well, a favorite Muppet, even though you're not a huge fan? Uh, 
I mean, the, what, who's the green one? Kermit the Frog? No. The green one? Gons? He's like shaggy and green. Shaggy and green? Are you thinking of Animal, who's shaggy and red and plays the drums? Maybe, but I thought he was green. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who you're thinking of. Okay, well, clearly I don't know the Muppets very well. Um, sorry to just ramble on about, about a bunch of random shit. No, it'll be fun to, fun to drop oh. at the end. Yeah, I love it. Okay, I love I you. Updated, uh, well, why am I stopping for butane, Toby? Uh, because our car runs on butane. No, for the grill, you do. Because our grill is also a car, and it runs on butane. <laughs> I love you. I love you, and we love you, listeners. And we'll see you oh, next time. Oh, God, fuck, I keep forgetting. I love you, honey. I'm going to call my mom. Oh, shit. Like, all that stuff about Venmo and... <laughs> I love you. I love you too, boo. Bye, honey. Bye, honey. Yeah. All right, you Muppet babies. I will see you next time. Ending part two. Whoopie, there it is. Whoopie, there it is. Whoopie, there it is. Whoopie, there it is. Whoopie, there it is.